Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Kiana wrote in, How do I become more confident in the workplace? I really struggle with presenting to my peers and leadership, as I'm afraid I'll mess up or make a fool out of myself. Oh my goodness, Kiana's not alone. (laughs) I mean, I will tell you, we have heard that kind of sentiment from a lot of individuals in terms of, you know, sometimes they feel as if they're just not very eloquent in their speaking. Sometimes people feel that way because they're maybe younger than others. Sometimes other folks will say, well, I don't know the technology. So there's a lot of reasons why we feel less than. And in that moment, we then have concerned about stepping into that space and bringing our ideas to the table. So Scott, when you when you hear Kiana or the Kianas of the world, what would you tell them? Two things. Part of me wants to problem solve. What's driving? What's the underlying piece about this wanting to be liked? Right. Or right, self-confidence, what whatever that piece is. The other thing is I almost think it's the activity of saying in this situation or you pick a situation and you write out actually your worst fear. Okay, you're going to talk or you're going to do this and what are people thinking and what are people saying? And I think that's the Cy Wakeman methodology. You cross off what things are are you speculating about and you're leaving what is actually true. And many times what is actually true is very, very small amount versus what's going on in your head, all your stories, all your perceptions. And so it's really about teaching yourself that those are stories and what's true, what's the reality and what's not the reality, what's in your head is very, very different. You know, the neuroscience on that really says that what happens in that moment is your body sends chemicals through that saying you're in danger. And when you're in danger, you freeze, you run away, or you fight. I mean, that is traditionally kind of the three things that happen in that moment. And unfortunately, you know, your brain has been hijacked. That chemical has now hijacked you and you're in this spot and you're feeling all of that anxiety. And the piece about that is to recognize that the only way to overcome that is to send a different chemical through your body. And it's the chemical that gives you kind of the confidence. It's the chemical that says, no, you are not really in danger there. You really don't have to worry about that. Have either one of you ever heard of the Superman pose? I have not. I have, but tell us about it. Because my Superman pose probably isn't that good. One of the things about the Superman pose is what they really are saying is when you put your body in certain positions, what happens in that spot is you kind of fool your body into believing that it's confident, it's in charge. And so if you just think about the typical Superman pose, your feet are about the same width as your shoulders, your hands are kind of on your waist, your chest is pushed forward, and your head is looking up like you're ready to take off into the sky kind of a piece. That pose actually now sends us to the place where we truly are putting positive, confident, I'm okay chemicals into our system. And when we do that, 
we push that anxiety to the side. If I were to talk to Kiana, one of the things I would say is before I go into the meeting, I would go do the Superman pose, probably in private where nobody can see me. And they say, if you hold that for two minutes, you will actually get two hours of benefit from that. So any important meeting, that's another place or something that you can do. If you actually are not in the place where you feel like you can actually do that, there's a couple of other techniques, deep breathing techniques, which Scott, you've talked about that before. I've found two ways that you can do it. So one is breathe in for a five count, breathe out for a five count. The other one I do is I actually use my technology. So I use my smartwatch, my Apple watch, and I use the breathe app and I do one minute or two minutes. And what I find is when I do that, I can actually reduce my heart rate anywhere from five to 10 beats a minute with one minute of breathing. And there's another one that this is another neuroscience technique. It's kind of interesting. And this is something you can do anywhere and no one's going to really know that you're doing it. You can put your hands together so that your fingers and your thumbs, the tips of them all touch with one another. And as you do that, pay attention to the ridges on your fingers. So just start thinking about, oh gosh, I can feel those ridges. Now take one of your hands and just have it go down to your wrist so that it's still touching your palm and your fingers and then bring it up. And it says, if you actually do that four or five times, you can do that underneath a board table. This is actually going to focus and your kind of your attention and it's going to calm your system down. And you'll see a lot of people who speak like that. They put their fingers together and they're out in front of them and they're just talking. That is actually, they're using a calming technique to help themselves get through that process. So there's a bunch of things that Kiana can try. And just remember that your body's trying to hijack you, trying to hijack your brain and have you not be in control. And please know you probably have great ideas. You actually do have something to contribute. You simply have to get your body to let you stay calm in that moment and share. And there's at least four techniques to try to stay in that spot. I'd say really find the one or two that work for you and use that regularly. The other thing I typically find is if you know you're going to one of these meetings and you can prepare for it and you get good at that, that's lovely. Then the next step is how do you get good at it when it's random, when it's unplanned? Hey, step into this with me. And you're like, oh crap. Your body usually has a physical early warning that if you pay attention to, you can actually employ these techniques before it gets to that, oh my goodness point. And you know what's interesting too? Standing and deliver. So hi, somebody wants a response from you right now. And you're trying so hard to be eloquent and trying so hard to like impress. And one of the pieces to truly understand is with practice, you can actually stand and deliver. And you shouldn't worry as much about being perfectly eloquent or making it sound like all your words come naturally. Simply bringing that idea to the table and knowing that someone else probably in that room is going to help you take that idea and make it even better. Don't worry about being perfect. Be much more concerned about contributing. And as you contribute, you will get better at your delivery. And as you get better at your delivery, you are going to have more and more and more opportunities where people will listen and consider your ideas. It does take practice. And so, yes, use these techniques to kind of calm you down. But in the end, 
you also have to practice. And if you don't practice, you will continue to struggle with that versus practicing it, you will get good at it. And that concludes this episode of The Leadership Line. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for our second episode. We would really appreciate any sort of feedback or five-star reviews you can leave us. And as always, if you have any topics or situations you'd like us to cover, reach out to us at podcast at creativesolutionsgp.com or at podcast at aviapartners.com. And we will gladly cover that topic. 